Welcome back to the John Clay Podcast. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Lexington Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. It is Friday, August the 13th, 2021. This is the second installment of our position by position series, breaking down the UK football roster. I'm doing it with my friend, colleague, and UK football beat writer, Josh Moore. How's it going, Josh? I'm well, John. We're recording on a Friday, so nothing, uh, you know, hard to beat a Friday. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, basically the end of the first week of practice of fall camp uh, for UK. They have the scrimmage coming up uh, on Saturday. Tomorrow will be the first scrimmage of the fall. Uh, anxious to talk to Mark Stoops and the coaches uh, after that uh, to see what they think. Of course, they'll probably say, as they always say, you know, we got to look at the film. <laughs> But we may get some uh, some idea about what's going on early in camp. Got got to look at the film. Uh, there's some things we got to clean up. But exactly. About it, uh, really, could just write up this report probably right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, but we, there might be some tidbits here and here here and there about what's uh, going on. Uh, like I said, this is the second in our series on the position on the UK positions. Uh, we did the quarterbacks previously a couple days ago. You can check that out on the podcast. Uh, we've had plenty in print, in print and online about the quarterbacks as well. Maybe not as much about the running backs yet. Um, I guess any discussion about the running backs uh, has to start with Chris Rodriguez, uh, wouldn't you say, Josh? Yeah, I mean, you can't talk – you know, running back at UK. I mean, there's a lot of exciting stuff happening down the dev chart, but, you know, it all starts with, like you said, with, with Chris Rodriguez, because you're looking at a guy who, you know, I think he, last year he, he, you know, I guess you could say he led the league in rushing, depending on what stat you're, you're using, right? Because right. I know he had, what, 6.6 yards, I think, per carry for, for C-Rod. Right. Um, led the league. Um yeah, yeah, and that was that was among all running backs, not just guys coming back. I'm pretty sure right. that led every you know every running back, you know, so that includes some of those guys that got drafted last uh, you know back in April. He's he's you know a, a bully, a, a big uh, you know, just a big dude, hard to bring down. A guy who you know he's shown you know that he runs between the tackles really well, and it, it remains to be seen how much of that. Um, there will be, you know, how much of that will be happening this this fall. I mean, I think there is some some, you know, some questions about how he will be used, but he will be used. <laughs> There's no right. no no doubt about that. You have a guy like that. Uh, I think I think William Cohen said as much that you know you want to get him the ball. Um, I think back in what was it back in the spring he said he'd like to give him the ball 25 times. You Something know, between like that. yeah yeah between between carries and 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 catches. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. It was, you know, we, you know, it, we're about a week away from that open practice that we got to see. And I don't, you know, you know, he didn't have a, as many balls thrown his way as, as Jatom McClain did, but he, uh, you know, he had probably the most impressive um, route as far as that, you know, all those guys were concerned and, you know, that kind of seam route was something that was pretty impressive. Right. Um, so I, I think, you know, He's showing some evolution in his game, and that'll be important for him because I do think he's a kid that wants to. Um, you know, I think you know if Chris, if you put some true serum in him, he he would want this to be his last year. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and it should be. I mean, if he performs the way um, that I think UK expects him to perform, and he expects himself to perform, it should be his last year. Right. And no, uh, and you make a good point about the catches. I think this is a year that uh, 
with Liam Cohen's offense could really benefit Chris from the standpoint of showing that he can do other things and just be, as you put it, uh, as you put it well, I mean, kind of a bully running the ball. Although he showed showed some speed last year. He had a 79-yard run for a touchdown against South Carolina. Uh, he had some other big runs. But, yeah, catching the ball out of the backfield and running in more of a wide zone attack, uh, which will, if he can master that and show that he can do that, which is, it's a little different running style than straight ahead. You have to kind of more pick your holes. Uh, if he can show that he can do that and navigate that, I think that's going to make his draft stock uh, go up even more. And obviously, if he catches the ball out of the backfield and, and shows that he can be a three-down back, that can obviously help him as far as going towards the NFL draft as well. And and not just that, but help this offense the way Liam Cohen wants to run the offense. Yeah, and, and he's a guy, you look at what he's he's capable, or, you know, to what he's done to date, obviously speaks for itself. And he, you know, he's he's been really big on wanting to shed that label. You know, people have called him Benny Benny uh, there for a bit, and and uh, obviously, you know, reference to Benny Snow Jr., uh, a guy that you know. <laughs> it's funny. I, I I don't remember if it was last year or a couple years ago. I had somebody email me that I could probably pull this up if I if I looked long enough. That, that it, you know, said something to the effect of Chris Rodriguez is a better running back than Benny Snell. And I thought at the time I was like, okay, that's that's calm, you know, calm our horses here. We don't have to, you know, he, the, the dude's literally never started. We'll let, let's let's at least let him do that before we go anointing him uh, the best running back that's ever played at UK. But he probably is a better running back than Benny Snell. When you not not in terms of you know Benny, you talk about bullies. I mean, Benny was a bully. Um, you know, a, a true, you know, right. just a, a, a man's, uh, you know, running back, if you, you know, want to put it that way. But, you know, Chris, I think, has more of the, um, I, not intangible is not the right word, but he has, just has, you know, it, it seems like he has the ability to be a more of a, you know, three down back, like you said. Um, a little more versatility. Than, yeah, the versatility there in his game and, and just because you, know, you you brought the speed, he is he has <laughs> he has a really good burst for a dude that like built the way he is right. um, when he gets kind of a full head of steam going. So, and I think that's that's something that separates him from Benny because uh, Benny could get that speed, but you know, he, I don't think he anywhere near would run the same forty time like Chris runs. Right. Um, so I think that's something that'll be you know able to separate. He'll be able to show. And separating himself from from and just becoming his own person more and more, and he's you know he's become more vocal. It seems like in the last you know since from you know since last season ended into this you know season, kind of going into it, and and that's been great. Yeah, he's always not he's never been a bad speaker, but it seems like he's come more comfortable with kind of putting himself out there and and letting him uh, you know his, his thoughts about things. Uh, he had those comments recently about the you know we've got rid of the vampires on the team. It's hard to right. imagine a, uh, you know, a sophomore Chris Rodriguez saying something like that. Right. Cause even though you're the lead, you know, even though it was clear he was the lead back, you, 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 you know, well, he, he wasn't the lead back. I guess AJ Rose was there, but he was one of the, you know, that's another thing. I guess we haven't really, I, I kind of, you know, we're talking about Chris so much that, you know, as, as like a starter level guy, he didn't even start last year. I guess right. that's a thing. <laughs> you know, it's you know, this will be his first time even you know being a starter at UK, um, which is funny to think because he, he definitely was the best running back last year. 
Yeah, he had a 74-yard run against Vanderbilt and a 79-yard run against South Carolina. So, yeah, he definitely uh, showed speed. I, I agree. I think he seems more confident in talking to us and, uh, uh, you know, and how he goes about things. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking for a big year from Chris Rodriguez. If you, yeah, the podcast, uh, he said the vampires quote on the two for one drafts podcast by Pro Football Focus, and they interviewed him. Uh, Pro, Pro Football Focus is in love with him because uh, they tweet out the, he, you know, his he was a really highly graded back by the PFF guys. So uh, we're all looking for a big season uh, from Chris. Let's talk about the other backs. Uh, by I kind of think in the next group of backs, you kind of got two together there in uh, uh, in Cavassier Smoke and Juton McLean. McLean is the guy we're, we're only a week into camp, but uh, he's got a lot of buzz through this first week of camp. What do you think about those two guys? Yeah, I think you know, it's funny going into the spring and, and coming out of uh, you know coming out of that and, and just based off the last few years, uh, what we've seen from everybody, I think you would have assumed Cavassier was your number two guy. I'm not so sure that you know, Jaton hasn't just, you know, isn't just inching his way into that. I think you, right. he probably could say he's, he's, he's kind of taken it. Um, and, and I think, you know, part of that, uh, you know, Cavasse is a guy that he's dealt with some, some weird issues. You know, he, he talked about, he had some, you know, dealt with migraines in the past. Um, that's something that's limited him. Um, it seemed like he was probably one of the guys that got, you know, quarantined at some point last year. You, you're looking at, um, you just you know just random injury cramps. You know I think cramping is something he's he's dealt with a lot in the past. So you know you want him to get healthy because a, a healthy Cavasse smoke is certainly something. You know I, I wouldn't go you know say Kentucky needs him, but you know you really want that depth. Um, because he's a guy that's played a lot, shown you know made some really just home run you know plays as a Wildcat, and you need you just need a guy you know because as good as Jaton has looked in practice and, and especially as a guy, you know, splitting out and being more involved in the past game, uh, in addition to, to being able to run the football, I think you, you need what Cavassier brings in terms of experience. Cause after Chris, there's really nobody on the, you know, you know, you know, Tisdale McLean, um, down the roster have both, you know, <laughs> they've been in games, but Cavassier is the only other guy who's ever really, you know, played legitimate, you know, snap, at, you know, down after down snaps uh, in the SEC. And I think that's important. And that's something they'll, they'll definitely need that um, aspect of, of what he brings to the table. So hopefully he can stay healthy, get healthy and, and be a, you know, a full-time contributor. And, but, but Jaton though, I mean, he's, he's certainly, he's probably, you know, if you had to <laughs> award a camp MVP, um, he'd pretty, he'd probably come pretty close to, to being the guy you would name. Yeah, and I think one of those things, one of the reasons is kind of, one of the things that stood out in that open practice about Jahan is the way he catches the ball out of the backfield. And when we got a chance to talk to him on Tuesday, he said that he did a lot of that in high school. That he, you know, and they they did a lot of on um, practice on Saturday of splitting. Uh, they even you know split him out wide. They put him in the slot. Uh, I think he's a guy. He's a versatile guy that I think that uh, you know Liam Cohen can use in his offense. Uh, yeah, about Cavasia, yeah, he was kind of banged up last year. He got off to a good start. He had a 35-yard run for a touchdown against Auburn. He had a 14-yard run in that game. He had a 19-yard uh, run in the Mississippi game. But after that, he was kind of banged up. He wasn't quite as productive. And he only caught one pass uh, out of the backfield. So 
you know, I don't, I think probably a combination of those two is where you think that maybe Juton has moved ahead of him. But, you know, last year, if you we remember, you know, when we talked to Eddie Grand, uh, UK's former offensive coordinator, he was bragging on Juton early in camp. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, you could tell Eddie was real high on, uh, that he would, you know, felt like he had a really good future. So uh, he's another guy who I think, uh, you know, fits what Liam wants to do in this offense. And, and that is, you know, to get the ball to the backs out of the backfield more than Kentucky has done in the past. Yeah, it's too bad that Eddie Grant isn't around to see the, the fruits of the labor there for Jatal <laughs> right. McClain because it, it did seem like he was, you know, he was the first guy that was out there, you know, just hammering how 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 good this kid was right. um, pretty consistently. I mean, and which, you you know, it's not surprising. Like, we, it's not surprising that, that McClain has performed well. You know, he's a four-star guy. Uh, you know, uh, you know Ohio, so he, he's got the pedigree in terms of, being a, a player that that you know you expected to perform well had I think Ohio State, Penn State, were Michigan, you know, so he's, right. he was getting recruited by really good programs, and uh, but it's great to see it kind of come in fruition because you know it, you know guys come in here, you know you, you we talked about this before I think if you have a fifty percent success rate with guys in recruiting classes and you almost you know <laughs> you you, you right. that's that's pretty good. Right. Um, and and in Kentucky, you know the the one thing that's kind of, you know, that they haven't at least proven yet is bringing in higher profile offensive recruits and being able to show um, that they can develop them and and keep right. them um, involved. And so McLean's, I think, is part of that first wave of these guys that okay, what can you do with with a four star running back? What can you you know what can you how can you make this guy better? And what can you do? Um, to to you know make <laughs> that he what positions can you put him in to make your offense better? Right. And I think we're seeing that with you know the inventiveness that they're they're trying to use him. Um, and then just just going forward, I mean, like this will be you know even lower level guys will be this will be the kind of guys that you're going to need to be recruiting. So you might as well you know do everything you can to to get them involved now. Right. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, okay, we'll talk about the rest of the backs, uh, including a move, uh, an early camp move that uh, was I was surprised about. We'll see if you were surprised about it, Josh. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Josh Moore of the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Okay, back here with Josh Moore. Uh, Herald Leader and Kentucky.com, UK football beat writer. I'm John Clay, sports columnist with the Herald Leader. We're breaking down Kentucky's running backs. It's the second of our position by position series. Okay, we've talked, Josh, we talked about Chris Rodriguez and Cavassier Smoke and Juton McLean. Let's talk about the rest of the backs who I think, I think I may be wrong about this, but I think Cohen's going to use a lot of backs, uh, going to incorporate a lot of people into this offense. And one guy that we found out just the other day, they've made a move is Michael Drennan, who they moved from Wide receiver uh, to two running back. He's a sophomore out of Ohio. He came in with the reputation of having a lot of speed. I was a little surprised by the move. Were you surprised? I was surprised just because of how it came up. You know, we yeah. were talking with the, the the new running backs coach, uh, John Settle, and and so so that part was weird. Just kind of how it came up because it wasn't like you know. Uh, I think, you know, I guess it happened at the, the start of fall camp, it sounds like, or, or right, you know, right after. Um, and, you know, he just kind of casually starts mentioning it and how excited he is to have him in the room. And so so that part was weird. And then you look at it, when you look at kind of how the 
receiving core is starting to thin possibly a little bit. Yeah, even, you know, coming back to the spring, you lose Cleveland Thomas and, and you're, you know, and coach uh, Liam Cohen uh, a few days ago saying that right now he, he would feel good about, you know, six or seven receivers playing. Right. Uh, Drennan is a receiver. And, and you think, well, it's okay. So why, if, <laughs> if he's good enough that you think he uh, can be a running back and be used that way, uh, you know, why is he moving out of the receiving room? So it, it's it's interesting that that worked out the way it did. But I think he will be used a lot like a receiver yeah. too. And I think it kind of just boils down to more of what we were talking about with McLean. I think in a lot of ways, he's they've seen what McLean is doing, and, and you know, because you look at physically, he and McLean are pretty similar. I think there may be an inch you know separates them, and they're they're about the same weight. Uh, so, so athletically, you know, maybe the thinking is they're in the same kind of space. So they're both part of the same class too. They're both part of that, uh, 2020 signing class and, and, and then go back a ways, you know, they, they've obviously played together and, and been, you know, they're both from Ohio and we're both four star recruits. I mean, so you really, you really look at them and, and think, okay, well, these guys are, you know, not the same player, but they're effectively, you know, you can do some of the same things with them. And, and so I think, and he's, you know, Drennan's a, it, it, maybe the thinking was you you feel good about the receiving depth enough, but you still want this kid playing, right. um, you know, because he is a really dynamic athlete. He made a few catches last year. I mean, for <laughs> a, a program that did not have many re- in receptions and you know as a whole, um, he had a few of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's obviously so you like that. And I just think in general, he's he's a guy, I mean, I think will be, you know, when you see this athlete designation, I think he might even be listed that way on UK's roster. Um, and so they, <laughs> I think more. He, sometimes you see that and, and it's like, okay, whatever, you, you just give him a, a position. He probably is a guy where it's really going to be a, uh, that's truly kind of what his spot is going to be is just kind of like a, Hybrid type, um, yeah. yeah, hybrid, uh, you know, utility player, so to right. speak. I wonder, you know, uh, Wanda Robinson, who I you know, transferred Nebraska to Kentucky, but when he was in Nebraska, they used him a lot in the backfield, listed him as a wide receiver, but they use him a lot in the backfield. I don't think Kentucky's going to use him quite the same way. It seems that they're, the talk has been that he's going to be more of a wide receiver, although I'm sure if you've watched the Rams offense at all, where Liam obviously came from the Rams, they run a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of uh, even – you know, lining up a guy in a slot and uh, running him in, on a sweep. Uh, we, I think we'll probably see some of uh, Wandale doing that. But I think Drennan may be more of that role like Wandale did last year at Nebraska where he lines up a lot in the backfield, but then they may also motion him out. But, they, but they'll give him the ball in the backfield. Uh, but you're right. He's, uh, he and McLean are basically the, the same size. Uh, and I think I read or heard anyway that Drennan did play some running back in high school. So – uh, it's not like he's unfamiliar with the position. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that plays out. And that, that was a really interesting, like you said, that uh, the new running backs coach kind of slipped that in. <laughs> if we had known in advance about that, I think we would have uh, uh, we would have um, uh, asked to talk to Drennan on Tuesday when we talked to the offense, but we didn't know anything about it until then. So it'll be interesting to talk to him to find out more about how, you know, how the position change came about. Yeah, and I think it's it's yeah he did play a lot of running back in, in high school, and I mean that's like a lot of these offensive guys. I mean, 
you know, if you're sort of that five, if you're in that five ten, five eleven range, and 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 you know, you you might be listed as a receiver. I still think you you're generally pretty used to doing multiple things when you're in high school. So in that part, you know, it, it's obviously because you're so good. I mean, it's like Lynn Bowden. I mean, Lynn Bowden, you know, did about everything he, you could ask a guy to do for his high school back in the day. Right. That's another um, guy. Right. And, and and then ended up having to do anything you asked him to do at UK, too. So exactly. <laughs> obviously, you don't want that happening with any of these players. But you you just get really excited about just seeing, you know, it, it's clear just all these moves, all the, you know, everything that we've kind of heard. Um, through camp, it really, you know, they're really putting their um, actions behind the words in terms of, you know, they, they keep saying we want to get these young guys involved and it, they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it does seem like there's a concerted effort to speed up um, the process as far as getting these younger, especially on offense, these younger offensive guys on the field and, and getting them, you know, reps and getting the ball in their hands. And I think that's important when you look at just across college football and a lot of the success, you know, like your, your LSUs and, and your Alabamas and, and, and you know, like the, the teams that really matter have had those teams. Yeah. Your offensive linemen, your, your, your guys in the trenches, they're, they're three, four year players a lot of the time. But they, those, you know, Nick Saban ain't afraid to throw out a sophomore wide receiver. No. <laughs> and, and, and Ed Orgeron ain't afraid to throw a true freshman out there and throw him the ball. And I think that's something that UK is, is you know, not starting, I'm not going to say starting to realize, but I think it is more kind of, is, is grown more willing to, okay, the, the, the seniors aren't getting it done. Well, let's, you know, let's see what the, what the babies can do. Right. Well, old football adage that the farther away you are from the ball, the earlier you probably have a chance to play at the skill positions. You, uh, uh, you know, if you come in and you're a really good athlete with good traits, you've got a chance to play at the skill positions at wide receiver, running back, where offensive line, uh, you don't see as many true freshmen unless they're somebody who's really, you know, got a, real, a lot of natural ability. You know, they don't want to throw them to the wolves too early by putting them in there. So, yeah, we'll see what happened. Okay, what about uh, we got the rest of the back backfield here uh, on my on my depth chart or well, it's not really a depth chart, but a list <laughs> list of positions. We got Torrance going by number: Torrance Davis, Lavelle Wright, Tyler Markray, and Travis Tisdale. Um, who you want to tackle there first? I will say this: Mark Story after the scrimmage on Saturday, Mark Story or not scrimmage, but open practice last Saturday. Mark Story said, "I know I'm biased because Mark Story is a North Harden uh, grad, but he goes, I think Lavelle Wright's going to be really good, and Lavelle Wright comes from North Harden. Uh, what about the rest of those guys, Josh? Yeah, Wright's uh, Wright's name it seems like has come up the most of those of that crew, which is interesting because he's a true freshman. Uh, a kid that you know again kind of he's built he's a bigger back i guess you could say he's probably when you look down the 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 chart uh he and torrence davis are are closer to what chris rodriguez probably is Mm -hmm. yeah you know in terms of you know they they aren't chris rodriguez but they're like physically kind of could become that kind of back right um Lavelle, I was in, really impressed with Lavelle the, the few times I saw him in high school. He played, last time I watched him, he played at Frederick Douglass here. People listening um, 
to the podcast or, you know, there's several Frederick Douglass players on Kentucky's roster. They're kind of the, um, the, I won't say the game in town, but you know, people <laughs> don't like to hear that, but they are the, the best, you know, certainly the best public school in town, you know, the last few years in terms of, you know, producing talent and, and, and good football teams. But, Lavelle came in and he was he he willed North Harden to a to a win over right. Frederick Douglass last year. I mean he was he just just did you know he laid himself out there. He was he's good at catching the ball too. He's a, he's a, he has a lot of traits that you really like. I don't know. It's probably yeah. If if he's playing a lot this year, it's probably not a good sign in terms of you know someone significant has has gotten hurt. Um, but certainly, I mean, has the talent to to be a a really big contributor down the low or down the road. And um, you know, Tisdale is interesting because he's been around a couple years now and still hasn't. You know, it, it's probably when you look at what they've done you know, as far as McLean ascending and and bringing Drennan over, that makes me really wonder what where Tisdale fits into this whole equation. He's the smallest of all these guys, five nine. Uh, like 170, he he's you know seen some action in the you know kick return game. I think that's maybe a place where where you could probably see him getting the ball some this year. Maybe I don't know. It seems like Wondell and Josh Ali are probably going to be a big part of that too. Um, you know, we'll see. Maybe they'll, they'll 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 adjust their thinking on that. But I certainly think Wondell especially will want to be involved um, in, in the in the return game. So he, I mean, I look when I look at the just all these backs, especially after moving Drennan over Tisdale to me comes across as the guy that's kind of the odd man out. Um, mm. I know Davis, you know, Davis is a, is a more recent signee, but he worked with the linebackers last year. And, and again, I think kind of gives you a different look physically uh, than a Tisdale does. So I think his, you know, at least his positioning in the, in the room is a little more, you, you understand why he would, you know, maybe stay there more. I don't know. You look though at the linebacker situation and wonder if he shouldn't just be back <laughs> over there. So right. he's a guy that uh, Liam threw in there when we talking to Liam on Tuesday, when we was talking about the backs and he said, yeah, and Torrance Davis is coming on. So yeah, he, yeah, he could be a guy who figures in there. We'll see. Yeah. And, and you wonder, I mean, so much of like, cause when, when we're talking about the depth and, and Oh, how many, because you, at the end of every season, right? You you kind of start thinking, okay, who are the guys that are going to transfer? Because you because you, you know, you can just read the room. You can figure out who hasn't played and who might not be happy and might have somewhere else they can go and you know be higher up on the depth chart. And you start thinking, well, okay, let's look at running back. Oh, they've got six, seven scholarship running backs. Surely not all of those guys are going to stick around. But we don't. There's so many different moving parts now with the COVID waivers and. The and the and, and we don't know like maybe this offense calls for f- four or five running backs to right. see the field every game. Right. I mean that's another thing like because we're sort of looking at it, you know, at least or I have been looking at it as okay, UK's played three running backs pretty much uh, the last few years, so that's what they're going to do this year. Well, that doesn't mean you know they they can play six every game. We we don't really know what it's going to look like, so maybe they need maybe all these guys are going to be playing. Right. Um, so, you know, so that's certainly, it, it's harder to kind of dissect what, you know, the, the, what the scholarship situation and, and position situation looks like really until we get through the whole season. 
Right. If you look back at the Rams uh, last year, their stats, and obviously, you know, injuries figure into it, and it's a longer season. Uh, and you had COVID last year, obviously, in the NFL as well. But they had three guys with a, at least 100 carries in Cam Akers. Uh, Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. And then when you look at their receiving stats, throwing the ball out of the backfield, obviously, you know, their wide receivers and tight ends lead that group. But then you go down and you, Malcolm Brown caught 23 passes, Henderson caught 16, Akers caught 11. Um, so, that, I mean, they don't, they didn't throw the ball a ton to the backs, but they did throw the ball to the backs. But, but I, I, and I could be wrong about this, and we don't know, we won't know until we get into those first few games how, Liam is going to deploy people, but I, I think he's going to, and I think obviously Chris Rodriguez has earned the right to be your bell cow. He's going to get the majority uh, of the touches, but I, I I just have a feeling that Liam's going to use three or four guys out of the backfield and uh, and deploy him in different ways. And I mean, I think he's going to try and get his best weapons on the field. And if that's Juton McLean, and if uh, you know, if Lavelle Wright does step up and uh, as a freshman and say we got to get this kid on the field, I don't think uh, Liam would be you know afraid to do that. And if Cavassier is healthy and he shows he can catch the ball out of the backfield as well as run, I think he's going to see some time too. So you know, it's a long season, twelve games in college is a long season and I think you in this day and age you got to have a you know one back is not going to do it so uh, uh, it's going to be really to me with Liam's offense this is going to be one of the more intriguing things to see how he uses the backs uh, because I think it's going to be so much different than what we've seen over the past few years yeah I think so too and, and I'm excited I'm excited about that because you know as fun as it's been to watch this offense the last few years well I say fun, you know I, I like that pound it you know oh, yeah. kind of we're, we're gonna you know that old school kind of football um, the running backs I, I think your usage will look very similar as far as the like the amount of carries the amount of, of touches right. you know I guess is the is the word that, that Liam Cohen keeps using touches. But it will look different. I, for, I, I mean, just you, you and, and maybe not as drastically this year. Maybe there'll be things that look really similar. But you know, going forward, that's the idea. It has right. to look different. Um, right. And so, yeah, I mean, I think again, you know, have having all these bodies, you know, and it, and it creates for you know more competition too. I mean, I think, and you're sort of seeing that. Um, I guess it's just weird when you look at the the running back space and and you and and how many healthy receivers they have and you you think they really you know that's sort of what makes me think well they really are going to be pushing the the ball into the running back's hands you know as far as the pass game goes because they almost have as many healthy running backs as they do healthy wide receivers <laughs> at right. this point so yeah, it's, at this point you know those right. guys are going to have to catch the ball whether they want to or not right. I mean, I think we do all this talk about catching the ball out of the backfield, which I think they're going to do to be important. But I think the run game is still going to be the foundation piece of the offense. They're just going to deploy it in a different way. I think that's one of the reasons Mark wanted, uh, you know, somebody like Liam with the Rams background because the the Rams, if you talk to people who – cover the Rams and watch their offense up close. The run game is still the foundation. Everything come the bootlegs, the slants, the taking the deep shots down the field, it comes off a, a lot of those 
comes off play action. Uh, and to do that, you've got to have a strong running game. So, And I think, obviously, with Chris Rodriguez, you've got that piece that you need to have a strong running game. And um, hopefully, uh, the other guys, I'm sure they're open, can also run the ball, but be versatile as well. Anything else about the running backs, uh, Josh, before we wrap this up? No, I think you're, you know, I, I think it's a really exciting group. Uh, I'm, I'm very excited to see what they do. Yeah. I think, you know, it's a good mix of, you know, the, you know, at the top there, obviously, you know what you're getting with C-Rod. You're, you know what you're you know going to see with Smoke. And then a lot of exciting guys that, like you said, are going to see the field and are going to be part of that run game that's, you know, at the core of this, this offense. And, and it's going to be, you know, it should be an area where I think again UK is going to to be able to more often than not produce how it wants to. Yeah. Well, uh, well, obviously we'll have plenty more coverage as training camp continues as we go into the first game September fourth against Louisiana Monroe. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Moore HL. Check out all his work on Kentucky dot com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. And Josh, we'll be talking to you again soon for the next in our uh, position series for the next installment. Yeah, it's uh, it's just keep it rolling. Let's get it. Right. Let's just keep going towards September. That's right. Let's. It'll be here before we know it. Thanks again, Josh. Okay, that'll do it for this edition of the John Clay Podcast. My thanks, as always, to Josh Moore. Like I said, follow Josh on Twitter, Josh Moore HL. Check out his work online on Kentucky.com and in the print edition of the Herald Leader. Uh, next in our position series, we're going to wait and see what happens with the scrimmage on Saturday before we tell you what we're gonna, which position we're going to tackle next, try to get some more information about what happens in the scrimmage and talking to the coaches and players. Uh, but look for that early next week. Uh, Josh will be joining me for our next installment of our our position by position series. Like I said, we did the quarterbacks earlier in the week. So check that podcast out as well. I tell you what else you can check out. You can check out our sports only digital subscription to Kentucky.com, $30 for the first year. You get all of our UK football coverage with Josh, UK basketball with Jerry Tipton, UK recruiting with Ben Roberts. You get uh, columns by Mark Story and myself. You get all of our high school coverage with Jared Peck, $30 for the first year. Go to my Twitter feed. You can follow me on Twitter. Twitter at John Clay IV. At the top of the feed, the pinned tweet tells you all about the Sports Plus, uh, Sports Only. Uh, excuse me, Sports Pass subscription, Sports Only subscription. Uh, check, just click on that to tweet. It'll take you right to where you need to go to sign up for that thirty dollars for the first year. We appreciate everybody who supports our work at the Herald Leader and Kentucky.com. Uh, thanks again to everybody who supports the podcast. You can support it by subscribing and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Tuned In, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio Podcasts. As I said, follow me on Twitter, John Clay IV. Send me an email, J Clay at Herald Leader. Thanks again for listening, and we'll be talking to you again soon.